0: Hello and welcome to the Unreported World Podcast. I'm Krishnan Murphy. In this week's episode, reporter Shay Rhodes and director Will West visit Trinidad, an island that's become the murder capital of the Caribbean. While half a million tourists soak up the carnival atmosphere every year, the government estimates that hundreds of millions of pounds worth of drugs are smuggled into Trinidad en route to Europe and America. With the Venezuelan mainland just seven miles away, Trinidad's mass of inlets and coves is a smuggler's paradise. With a state of emergency and strict curfew in force since August, the murder rate has halved, but the killings continue.
1: a million tourists flock to Trinidad and Tobago every year to soak up the carnival atmosphere. But after dark in the capital port of Spain, the atmosphere changes. Come to an area called St James, this is a really popular going out spot. There are bars and restaurants and nightclubs on both sides of the road. But even though it's only about midnight and usually this whole area would be packed at this time At the moment, it's completely dead. It's really spooky feeling On the stroke of 11 p.m. this bustling city becomes a ghost town because of a strict curfew Evening We have a Some curfew passes. I could only go out, because as a journalist, I had a special curfew pass. (laughs) Port of Spain has been like this since August, when the government declared a state of emergency. There's an army patrol here, parked up right in the middle of the road. The reason, a rash of violent killings that has turned a tourist destination into the murder capital of the Caribbean. On average, someone is killed here every 17 hours. The majority of the victims are shot dead in just a few ramshackle neighbourhoods in East Port of Spain. We've just come down the road and seen a huge police operation. Not sure exactly what's going on. I went and asked the police, but they're unwilling to say anything. They took a man from a house. Under the emergency powers, the police can enter any property without a warrant and arrest anyone they choose followed the convoy to a patch of wasteland in Laventil, a notoriously violent area. The police began a painstaking search. Seems the police may have found something in this field. They've been searching it for about half an hour now. Wow. Whoa. Inspector Sahado Singh showed us the find, an automatic pistol. I've never seen anything like this before. One reason for the shocking murder rate is the easy availability of illegal guns. Around three quarters of all murders involve a firearm. What kind of gun is this? We have to examine the
2: gun and we'll tell you what it is. Have you seen anything like this before? No, first time. First time I've come across one.
1: You've got more operations happening tonight? Yeah,
2: we continue.
1: Using their emergency powers, Inspector Singh's men force their way into house after house. More than 4,000 people have been rounded up in just two months since the start of the state of emergency. I asked the inspector why. Firearm-related
2: offences. Narcotics, robberies, shootings, murders. Right.
1: On Street Police Station. We've been out with the police for four hours now. They've found one gun and arrested these five men and brought them back to the station. All of them are wanted on outstanding warrants. This year, 266 people had already died by the time the state of emergency was called. The police crackdown cut the murder rate in half, yet the killings continue. We've just arrived at the scene of this double shooting. I've got my curfew pass in my hand. and I see they're loading one of the bodies into the back of a car here. Micaiah Davies is the detective in charge of this investigation. How many homicides have you had to deal with since the start of the state of emergency?
2: In our region? Hmm. Um,
3: in our region, a good few but we lost count we lost count.
1: Really? One of the victims was shot with a shotgun in the face. The other one was shot four times with what appears to be a handgun. And what I can see is that judging by the relationships between the funeral directors, the forensics and the police and the local journalists that came to cover it, this is clearly a very common occurrence here in Trinidad. I wanted to find out why this once peaceful island been so infected with violence. I went back to an area close to where we'd been with the police. The neighborhood of St Barb's has been the scene of scores of murders. So, Bumbay, do you think people are gonna want to talk to me around here? No. Why not? Camera shy in these places. Sherland Garvin, better known as Bumbay, is now a youth worker, but he once belonged to a gang that terrorized this area. He says that since the mid-2000s, gang culture has spiralled out of control.
2: In these places, a man offers you a gun faster than a plate of food. Trinidad has a culture, the ghettos have a culture, that the man who has the most to play is the man with the biggest
1: gun. He explained that the gangs fight over status and territory. Around here, how long on average do people survive on the streets? Youngsters.
2: Mm. Trinidad gangsters, if you ain't smart, I give you a year and something, if you really ain't smart.
1: He introduced me to his friend, Engine, who recently completed a 16-year sentence for robbery and shooting. Right? Engine escorted us into the maze of houses and shacks called Block 22. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. A man called Nico Williams was murdered on this street just two months before. Engine spotted Nico's girlfriend, Patrice.
0: What's your name?
1: Why do you think your boyfriend was shot?
3: Somebody didn't like Someone him. didn't like him and thought he should go. Number of reasons, but it was senseless.
1: Why do you think it's happening? Why is there so much violence? It's
0: for fame.
2: It's for glory. It's for, it's name for fame. Call. It's for glory.
3: It's for name call. In that little short space of time, they will kill today and they will die tomorrow. But between today and tomorrow they live a short space of glory that they can get from it. The easiest thing to do is get a gun. The easiest thing to do is get a gun.
1: Just down the hill, I'd arranged to meet Susan Weeks. How are you? Two of her sons had just been arrested under the emergency laws suspected of being gang members.
0: The police, the
3: police came and knocked on the door. They say, have you any big sons? I said, two. They say, wake them up. We carry them down to the station because they were charged with gang-related... Show me...
1: Show me. Are these photos of the boys? This yeah.
3: is one of the boys, the big one. OK. Kadeem Weeks.
1: Susan was still struggling to come to terms with their arrest and with the violence right on her doorstep.
3: Some nights, I say... Lord why did you give me boys because I find that boys are trouble and at this time with these sort of killings it's mostly boys giving headache so when your kids reach 19 18 17 anywhere around that age you start to get a fright in your life because we all are parents and we can never know everything our kids are doing
1: she told me she doubted the state of emergency would end the violence
3: The shooting is overbearing too, because every minute you hear pow, pow, and you hear two dead, one dead, one gone to hospital. It's very hard.
1: Is that literally every day? Yeah, every every night, every night, right?
3: Then you have your two two sons. sons. Suddenly, one day, they will be outside and somebody will kill them too. Since
1: the state of emergency began, many families in this neighborhood have had their sons arrested.
3: We met Susan's
1: friend, Ingrid. Her son, Andy, had been picked up a
3: month ago she hadn't seen him since. My next son asked me, Ma, are you missing Andy? I said, every day I'm missing your brother, every day. Get up in the morning, you haven't seen him in the night time.
1: Like Susan, Ingrid was bewildered that guns and gangs had engulfed her once peaceful life. Tiba Gorkin was arrested early in the state of emergency. Charged with being a member of the Nelson Street gang, he was released a month later due to a lack of evidence. For him, Port of Spain is divided by invisible battle lines.
0: If
2: you're from Nelson Street and you go to Duncan Street, you are dead. Or if you're from Nelson and you go to Beetham, you are dead.
0: Why? Because
2: that's how it is. I want to know why but that's how it is. So the best thing for you to do is to stay where you're living. You might live a little longer because
1: nobody knows when you're going to die. Atiba told me it was a very violent neighborhood where drug dealing was rife. So, Atiba, from up here, you can see all around. Wh- which are the areas that you don't go into? Would you go up the hill that way?
2: This whole area. The
1: whole thing? Yeah. Well, you're basically a prisoner in your own area.
2: That is how the life is,
1: if you want to safeguard your life. Atiba hurried home. It was getting close to curfew time. Everyone on Nelson Street expected more police raids at any moment. It's now 5 past 10 and the curfew starts at 11, but already you can start to feel the tension here building. Driving down the Nelson, blue and white. There are lookouts on the corner of every single block and they've started shouting out whenever the police are coming past. And it's happening regularly. The police have just gone past again. They came past about five minutes ago.
2: They're going to cross to Nelson. Tell them on Nelson.
1: The streets are noticeably quieter, but the other thing I've noticed is that at the far end where I can see a lot of the drug dealing takes place, more and more people are desperately arriving there trying to buy their drugs before the curfew so they can get back home in time. But the murder epidemic in Trinidad has more behind it than the activities of neighborhood gangs. As people hurried home, I spotted Inspector Singh and his men who'd set up a roadblock on one of the main routes out of the city.
2: This is a road exercise where we we are checking the occupants of vehicles for illegal firearms and narcotics and persons we want in connection with reports of shootings and murders.
1: With decades of experience, he had his own views on the real causes of the violence plaguing his district. Why are there so many guns and drugs here in Trinidad? Because of, the, because of
2: our close proximity to South American countries, you'll find it's through the ports, through the airport.
1: Through the ports and the airport?
2: Yeah. Is that common? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, because in the past and recently we have made many seizures in these locations. Right.
1: The guns and drugs on Trinidad's streets are byproducts of a vast and secret industry. Trinidad has become a major transshipment point for drugs coming out of the Southern American countries into North America and Europe. As a result, the Trinidadian Coast Guard have to patrol the waters around their country in an attempt to stop the drug smugglers. During the state of emergency, they also have a three-mile exclusion zone, which gives them extra powers to stop and board vessels. about 20 minutes out of the Coast Guard's base. You can see Port de Spain City behind me there. But if you look over this side, you can see how the whole of the island is basically a mass of inlets and little coves. It's a smuggler's paradise around here. The mountain seen in the mist in the that is Venezuela. Oh wow. Wow. I can yeah, never get carry. over just how close you actually are. Yeah. The South American mainland is just seven miles away from Trinidad. We've just made contact with a small fishing vessel. It's called a pirogue, and these are exactly the kind of boats that are used to smuggle drugs into the coves and inlets of Trinidad. The interceptor boat's pulling up alongside, and they're going to search it now. There was nothing on this boat. But the government estimate that hundreds of millions of pounds of drugs are smuggled into Trinidad each year. The majority are transshipped to Europe and America. What's left is sold on the domestic market. The smugglers often bring guns to protect their shipments. But once the drugs leave, the guns are sold on the streets. The Coast Guard spokesman, Lieutenant Jean Baptiste, admitted that most of the drugs get past them.
0: It'll be foolhardy of me to say that yeah we stop everything. Right? That that'll be wrong. That'll be an erroneous statement altogether. Right? But I do believe that we're making an impact.
1: Recent seizures suggest that most of the drugs smuggled into Trinidad are shipped out again through official ports of entry. This is Port of Spain, but at another major port, Point Lisas, a funding row has left authorities without a scanner to screen containers. According to UN estimates, in 2004, smugglers paid nearly 80 million pounds a year in bribes to Trinidadian officials. I've been repeatedly told that some people in authority were paid to protect major drug traffickers, but most people were too afraid to say so on camera majority of the police force are very good officers and do their job. But there is a minority within the police that is corrupt. The problem with the police... I went to a criminology class at the University of West Indies where many of the students work in law enforcement. This woman, who asked not to be named, has been interviewing police officers for a study. Police officers complain that they are not well paid. So it is my opinion, and I do work alongside um, police officers and law enforcement agencies, that
3: if you are protecting someone in the high society, you will get money for it. So it's like a supplement to your income. So that is why a lot of police officers are corrupt, because they do protect the big fish.
1: I'd heard that opinion before but I was shocked by what I was about to hear from one of her fellow students.
0: I am a policeman for the past 32 years. And with the, with the appearance of drugs on the scene, that changed, that changed the play. And some prefer to turn a blind eye. And not all police were comfortable with turning a blind eye, I would say, when it comes down to that. Because if they, um, if they spoke out, They were eliminated. Policemen were eliminated. Policemen were transferred. They they, they were set up. All kinds of things started to happen from the top. So police were afraid of people. And they just continued just reporting for duty.
1: Despite the size of the drug transshipment industry that uses Trinidad, few major traffickers have ever been arrested. And the state of emergency does nothing to dismantle this industry which fuels the murder epidemic with guns and drugs. Just arriving at the top of Nelson Street, we got a call about half an hour ago from a contact saying that the police had locked down the whole area. They were searching houses and arresting people. So we're gonna find out what's going on. Straight up? Thank you. you. Mighty tree, mighty tree. Okay. From what I've managed to gather, this isn't the usual local police. It's an interagency task force which involves the army and a number of other agencies. They're going from building to building and from what I've heard, they don't care if people are in their house or not. They're taking down every door and marching in wherever they see fit. Sir,
0: I would prefer you not know, tape at the moment,
2: please. This is a this is a confined Hi. area that
0: the exercise is being conducted. Okay, if you stay on the pavement uh, on either side, but okay. once you traverse uh-huh. through here, right, yeah. we cannot yeah, no. be held responsible if there is any untoward incident, and that's all we say. All right? right.
1: The police arrested three men and seized a substantial quantity of cocaine. But after two months and over 4,000 arrests, the street level criminals are still the main focus of the state of emergency. Bumbe, you Good, man. How are you? I went back up the hill to see Bombay in St. Barb's. Let's walk. He told me that until the government tackled the powerful figures behind the drug trade, nothing would change the drugs and guns coming from? The government would have you believe that it's the boys on the street themselves bringing it in. The little black boy is this, just this, the, the, the pawn, but the pawn is the one that
2: always pays the The price. little black boy is just the pawn, but the pawn is the one that always pays the price, because the big fish hides himself. He has money. He's mingling in society. So, let us say you are bringing in ten containers of marijuana. That can't clear itself. Somebody at the top has to pass down
1: the order to leave those containers alone. During this state of emergency, there's a, a lot of a, a lot of focus on, on the boys on the streets. Do you think it's going to stop the violence in the long run? The boys, the
2: boys on the street can be replaced by other boys on the street. So where's it going to
1: stop? I've come to the office of trinidad's prime minister to meet her national security advisor gary griffith he is one of the architects of the state of emergency and one of its most outspoken supporters it's probably no surprise to you to hear that every person i speak to in trinidad tells me when i ask them Where do the drugs and guns come from? They tell me that the ports, the customs authorities, the Coast Guard and the police are 100% involved in the trafficking of drugs and guns why are you not focusing on that?
0: Every single country in the world will have corrupt police officers, will have corrupt persons in the judiciary, will have corrupt politicians. That is not an avenue to call a state of emergency. We needed a state of emergency to stop law abiding citizens in this country from being killed. But a
1: state of emergency is going to be completely ineffective in dealing with that top-level crime. correct. But that top-level crime is fundamental because once they're in place, and once they stay in place, they can always feed down, and there will always oh, be definitely. desperate people at the bottom willing to take their to take money.
0: And yeah, but it's, and it's not a state of emergency before, during, or after that is going to stop that. That has to do with the criminal justice system. How did you acquire the assets? So. That is legislation. So
1: exactly, do you not think that these sorts of things should have been brought in before you go through so that is a, state a state a country, of emergency? That is
0: legislation. Mm. In your country it took years for that to, to, be, to be implemented. You can't wait years to implement legislation to stop innocent persons from being killed on the streets.
1: On the street outside Port of Spain Magistrates Court, I met up with Susan and Ingrid, the mothers I'd met earlier. Their sons were due in court. Susan, what do you think is going to happen today?
3: Well, we are hoping that they come out today.
1: Are you nervous? I'm a little nervous,
0: yes.
3: I didn't eat this morning, and I didn't want to drink because I'm nervous. I want to see my children home again. So, yes, I'm a little nervous.
1: In a separate hearing that morning, seven other men accused of being in a gang were released due to lack of evidence so Susan and Ingrid had good reason to be hopeful. The court case didn't quite go as everyone had hoped. The magistrate decided to adjourn for another week. It must be really disappointing for them.
3: There's a very hard thing going on. Coming to court thinking they might come out and then go back up the road, like it's nothing to them but it's hurtful to the family.
1: How was it to see him for the first time?
3: All right, but still disappointed.
1: 10 days later, Susan and Ingrid's sons were released due to lack of evidence. The Trinidadian government introduced the state of emergency to make people's lives safer. But when it ends in a few weeks time, nothing fundamental will have changed until the government tackles official corruption and the drug transshipment industry. Drugs and guns will leak onto Trinidad's streets and the murders will continue.
0: Our thanks to Shea Rhodes in Trinidad. If you've enjoyed that programme and want further information on the issues, do go to the website channel4.com unreportedworld where you'll be able to read reports of features, watch video extras and download previous podcasts. For now, from me, Krishnan Guru Murphy. Goodbye.